1: After 18 months and an incredible 24 straight Premier League home victories, Liverpool have finally dropped points at Anfield. I'm Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to the newly crowned champions' 1-1 draw at home to Burnley. As always, you'll be able to hear what our regular callers had to say and what, partly thanks to Nick Pope, bad finishing and questionable officiating, ended up being a frustrating afternoon. But we'll start at Anfield with the verdict of the Liverpool Echo's Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst and then the full audio from Jurgen Klopp's press conference After the game,
0: the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
2: Liverpool's hopes of going an entire Premier League season without dropping a point at Anfield are over after a 1 1 draw here against Burnley on Saturday afternoon the most undeserved of draws it must be said uh, Liverpool created more than enough to put Burnley to the sword um, three matches over it must be said uh, Nick Poping in Burnley's goal you can see why he is the Premier League's um, leader in the race for the Golden Glove this season um, he kept out Mohamed Salah Sadio Mane and Curtis Jones in the first half uh, and generally had an excellent game and Burnley with the backs of the wall they were content to sit in deep and defend and, and really defend for their lives and, and see what happened up the other end And such as being the way under Sean Dyche and fair play to them it has got them where they are at the moment in a very good position in the Premier League but Liverpool um, Liverpool will only have themselves to blame after a half full of missed chances in this one Um, Liverpool uh, created a few chances in the early going Curtis Jones who who came into the team for his first Premier League start at Anfield he looked lively and had a couple of chances blocked and as we say Mohamed Salah was denied by a superb save from Nick Pope before uh, Sadio Mane was denied with the last kick of the first half Um, in between those Andy Robertson of all players for Liverpool broke the deadlock with a superb header Um, great pass from Fabinho over the top and the Scotland captain met it with a firm header and planted it into the corner to give the excellent Pope uh, no chance but Liverpool um, didn't really create too much in the second half and, and probably um, kind of took their foot off the gas and were caught cold with a long ball um, a long free kick, a knockdown and Jay Rodriguez in the second half, slamming past Alisson, uh, completely against the runner play, it must be said, um, as you say, Burnley scarcely deserved anything from, from this game, um, content to have round about 89 men behind the ball and leave that front two up top and just knock it long continually to them and, and try and fight for it and it just kept coming back after wave after wave, but um, Liverpool as we say, only themselves to blame, they created enough to... to, to really put Bernie to the sword, particularly first half, and they will be so disappointed that that uh, perfect uh, winning record this season is now over. Uh, they've got one more game left to play here in Anfield, that will be Chelsea later this month. It is the game where they do lift the Premier League title, and they will, of course, want to sign off from Anfield after an incredible Premier League title winning season um, with something to show um, and something to kind of sign off on. But um, today was a disappointing one. Liverpool have now won 24 of their last 25 games here in Anfield, thinking back to January. 2019 with a 1-1 draw at Leicester, uh, but they will be so frustrated to see that run ended in such a, such a meek and, um, and frustrating fashion here this afternoon. It's finished Liverpool 1, Burnley 1. Hey Jürgen, um, nice to see you. Um, a bit of a frustrating afternoon in the end. How do you reflect on that performance?
3: Good performance. In, in most parts of the game, It there were moments when it was like uh, Liverpool against Nick Pope because um, I think it's the biggest challenge in football to play against a team which is that well-organised and create against a team which is that well-organised and um, has such an outstanding attitude like Burnley has. Um, But we (laughs) created... Super chances. So, um, but there was always uh, one guy who wanted to deny us, and it was um, um, Nick Pope. Um, but that was the problem, and pretty much of the game because um, for different reasons, um, this result uh, left the door open for for Burnley. And um, so it was always clear they had corners where um, Ali was really under pressure from three, four players around, um, and um, and uh, then free kicks uh, on top of that, not too many. But some, and it was clear that they they want to have these situations. They have, and when they had them, it was always a threat. Apart from that, in the game, we, we how I said, we really did well. We should have scored more often, didn't do that. So I'm I'm fine with the performance for um, 80 minutes. I would say I'm more than fine because it was probably one of the best games we played against Burnley. But we didn't score, and that's why we only got a point.
1: And, and I just want to get your view on a couple of the incidents as well. I saw you talking to the ref after the game. Um, there was that challenge on on Andy Robertson, and there was also the build-up to Burnley's equaliser from a free kick uh, given for offside, which wasn't offside. Uh, just your view on those
2: incidents? <laughs>
3: uh, well, no, I, mean, I didn't speak about Andy Robertson's situation because in in the game I didn't see it. I saw it after the game. That was yeah. So, <laughs> look, I spoke about the goalkeeper situations. It's um. I know it's, uh, it, it's and I don't. It's it's. I feel like we've lost the game. We don't. We didn't. I know that. Um, and maybe it's not the best moment then to talk about this. thing. It would be good. You win for nil, an and you could talk to a ref then about that. And I would have, but um, that's uh, that's a problem. But how can you uh, let it happen Let a goalie constantly, even a corner comes in, um, is that much um, that three players are allowed to block him? That's just not um, how it should be. Um, but for the ref, it was obviously not a foul or not a, a problem. And that's why he left, um, yeah, didn't whistle in these situations. And that was what I told him. But um, yeah, that had no, um, had no influence on the result, how I realised later.
1: Thank you, Emma. Um, I don't have any other hands up, guys, unless someone wants to turn their uh, thing off and ask. A quick press conference at this rate. Anyone? Chris Oh, yeah, Sorry. <laughs> um, I've talked about the kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have really good back I thought I mean, confidence of Curtis incredible, really, to watch
3: how he plays. <laughs> yeah. So, look, it's um, for a for a player with the uh, creativity and the technical skills of Curtis is a good game to play. Um, if the if the boys around him um, create these moments where Curtis can then really use these skills, turn a good orientation. Um, he, our, our style of play suits him so that he really can can make um, um, yeah. Can be quite impressive. I know that, um, but a lot of steps to go for him, obviously. But it was a good game. That's true. It's much more difficult than for Nico to play on that side against a team who is pretty much there for counter attack and set pieces. Um, but he did really well as, as well. So um, it was just, um, it was good, just good. So how is that? The game was a really good game, and they were all responsible for that. Um, but in the end, it was just um, a draw, and it, I cannot, I can really not uh, uh, deny that it feels completely like we've lost the game um, because we should have, we should have scored more often, and um, but we didn't, and that's our fault, and nobody else's fault, and um, that's why it's one
1: one. Okay, thank you, Joe Bernstein, next, and then Carl Markham and Dave Maddock. Joe
2: Bernstein. Yeah, Jurgen, it's it's a freak that Robert Firmino hasn't scored at Anfield this season but how long does it go on before it becomes a real psychological problem for him
3: it is not a psych- it cannot become a psychological problem because Bobby played today an outstanding game and we don't judge him. So I hope he will not read your newspaper if you make a story of it, um, because um, we just we just don't think about it. It's not important who scores Bobby. We need Bobby for other things. We need Bobby in in exactly the spaces where he was today. We need him as a link up for all the other things. We only have chances in other positions because Bobby plays the way he plays, um, and he will score. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And um, we we are not we are not. Um, worried at all about that because he's uh, he played an outstanding game today and um, was involved in so many uh, decisive situations. In the end, nobody really scored apart from Robbo with a header, which is pretty exceptional. Um, so no, will not be a, will not become a problem.
1: Thank you, Carl Markham and Dave Maddock. Next, Carl. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, mentioning Robbo
0: there, the, the rest on Wednesday seems to do him good. He came out so sort of rejuvenated today. He was it was almost back to his old self today.
3: Yeah, it helps. So thank God so because Millie was not available as well. So thank God that Nico is now here. So and and, and made the big steps in in training that we can give the boys this kind of, of rest. rest. Um, Robbo came on in the last game already and made a massive difference. Um, for, there were only 45 minutes pretty much, which we saved him. And um, uh, so there was there was. Really good, and today, of course, it was it was really good as well. So um, yeah, Nico is just uh, is, is now is now here, and um, we we can make these kind of decisions, and it's good. Okay, uh, we'll go to Dave Maddock. Dave, mm-hmm.
4: Jurgen, I'm in- interested in uh, you. You speak about the young players and how they still have a lot to improve. Ob- obviously, you want you you want them to step up next season and and sort of. Become proper first team reg players. How do they do that? What is they have what do they have to do to
3: to actually improve? Nothing just train with us and um, get used to different situations. It's not that they have to um, now say, okay, they left for this week or stuff, stuff like this. It's not about that. It's just getting used to the situations and the different situations in a Premier League football game to the intensity to the, look in a moment it's, if, if they make a mistake then it's like, okay, but they are still young and it's all true. Um, and, and they are young and human beings that makes it <laughs> even more tricky. Um, so, the, all these things just to, 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 to gain stability, to be to be always there when 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 you when you um, have to and um, so that's not that they have to make incredible big steps it's how, how I say it how it's Was the the best thing is you have you would have the experience of a 35 year old players and the legs of a 20-year-old player that is perfect because at, um, at 35 years you saw so many situations on a pitch and you, you experienced so many different moments that it's just not um, um, gets you anymore? It's just normal. So yes, it was it was totally intense today. And uh, and, and Burnley um, want to go for free kicks and stuff like this, and and and, and corners and all these things. We want us to. We were constantly active, constantly um, in attacking situations. So how to deal with these situations? How to use spaces? you can you you learn that by uh, while you are training with outstandingly, without saying good football players. And that's exactly what they will do. And um, so, and then it's about, it's always up to them. That's how it is. Um, Who makes the best impression will get the first lineup shirt that was always like this and will stay like this.
1: Final question Ian Whittle.
3: Ian.
4: Hi, Jürgen. Um, Just to follow up on that slightly, Pep Guardiola has always talked about how difficult it is blooding young players when, obviously, the stakes are so high for clubs like you and Manchester City. You know, you're expected to win every single game. What challenges does that present with you, trying to bring on young players when the stakes are so high? Every game is such a big game for a club like yours. I'm not
3: sure it's about how high the stakes are. It's it's about... about, um... How ready are the boys? So I was. I never thought really. Um, I never made that comparison. We, we, we play for everything, and that's why you have to. You need to be in a specific age. It's not. There are no old and young players. Only good and not so good players. So, and I hope we have only good players, or especially, or, or even exceptional players. And um, so, who is in our squad should be ready to play. That's why he's in a squad. That means that the age is only one information from 500 other informations. But the problem with not young players, in general players who are not now in the first line, the team is really good eh? So and um, as long as we show the attitude we show today again, um, then it's just difficult to, to, to have like 40 games in a row. But Young players have so much time uh, in their hands that they really can improve and and, and don't have the pressure, especially not from us. um, That it's um, if they use the time, then the future is beautiful for them.
1: The Post Game
0: Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Wise words from Jurgen Klopp there. Now, just before we go, I'll direct you to our next podcast, which is out on Sunday, and it's an FSG special from Matt Addison. And also tomorrow, do check out the second part of our exclusive interview with Jamie Carragher on our Blood Red YouTube channel. But now I'll hand you over to Liverpool fans Steve Dawson and then Matt Whitty, who have their say on today's draw with Burnley.
4: Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 1-1 draw with Burnley at Anfield. Bit of a shame, wasn't it, to lose that 100% record at home? But at the same time, to be fair, it would have been something of a travesty to uh, not allow Nick Pope to get something out of the game. Absolutely breathtaking saves he made there two or three times. And uh, surely he is... uh, a real candidate for, for England's number one. Um, having said all of that, it was it was a real shame that Mo Salah didn't put that shot away in the, the final moments of the match. I think it came to him on his wrong foot. Super ball from Virgil van Dijk. And then first time in from Trent Alexander-Arnold, if Mo had put that away, it would have been a, a really fabulous goal uh, and cause for great celebration. But it didn't happen. Um, I think, personally, you know, I'd like to get some records in the bag. I'd like this title to endure for more than just a, a year. Uh, it's nice to have some records and to, to be talked about in years to come. But probably the, the better perspective is that we use these last few games to blood two or three players so that they genuinely can become options for next season, and I think in Nicka Williams and and Curtis Jones, that's exactly what Jurgen Klopp is doing. And of the two, and I was very impressed with Curtis Jones today. It really did look as if his his work rate was up. He was he was very keen. Again, he had a uh, a number of opportunities in front of goal, working hard for sure. Um, seems to have a. Um, you know, a good footballing brain, doesn't he? And I think, you know, we're well well-staffed in midfield. We've got we've got seven or eight very good midfielders, without perhaps having any of the very best midfielders in the world. But we we do have uh, a good number of very very good players in those positions. And I think Curtis Jones, it won't be very long before he can put himself firmly in that list. He in getting this experience this season can certainly um, join the queue, as it were, and be and be quite close to the front of that queue for next season's games. And, and, I, and I look forward to him getting better and better in the matches that remain this season. Neko Williams, again, there are some doubts about it. He's clearly, he's clearly a player with great potential. And if we persevere with him, and I don't see why we shouldn't, then... I think he he will be a very, very good understudy for Trent and for for Robbo. But still, he has some shortcomings, and, and this is why he's exposed at this point in the season where he can he can get some confidence, get some experience, that's the key thing. Learn from the, the superstars around him and get better. I mean, one of the things he'll have to do at fullback if he's going to take, for example, Trent Alexander-Arnold's place from time to time is take a good corner. I was aware of him taking two in the match today. The first one didn't get by the first defender and the second one uh, he kicked directly out of play. So <laughs> didn't cover himself in gold in those situations but it wasn't a bad performance at all um, he's, he's, he's showing promise but I would say not quite as much promise as Curtis Jones is he's, he's pretty much at the level we want him to be but you know he can look around the, the midfield uh, today and, and the players sort of in close proximity to him and he would have noticed some fabulous performances I thought Jeannie Wijnald- Wijnaldum particularly in the first half was in great control he's so difficult to knock off the ball he just won't be dispossessed with really. Uh, Fabinho, as the game went on, was stronger and stronger. Um, I think he was a, a real candidate for man of the match, although I would say um, the top two candidates there would be Joe Gomez and Andy Robertson. Clearly, Andy Robertson's uh, got the alcohol out of his system now and was making the bursting runs that we are used to seeing him make. His final delivery wasn't always what we wanted it to be as the game went on. But I thought Joe Gomez throughout the 90 minutes was just exceptional. Um, Virgil probably wasn't at the absolute peak of his game today, but I thought Joe Gomez really was. And, um, you know, I I think a a good continued injury-free run in the side uh, through to the end of the season will, will... Will get him in the the number one spot alongside Virgil on the opening day of next season. So disappointing, but we've got more games to come. Uh, it's great entertainment value for us, but yeah, as I say, the most important thing for the remaining games is to to give Curtis Jones, I think Nico Williams, um, uh, and to. A, perhaps to a certain extent Harvey, Ellerman, Harvey Elliott uh, some time on the field some good experience I think Elliott's time will come slightly later than the other two but that's the full purpose of what we're seeing uh, in Liverpool for the rest of uh, this season and I'm enjoying it
0: A one all draw at Anfield this afternoon that saw our perfect home record in the league this season uh, have, a, have a minor blemish and in the grand scheme of things it doesn't make any difference we're still going to be League champions, but there's uh, there's no doubt it was a it was a frustrating game um, in the first half, uh, particularly frustrating due to Nick Pope's uh, fantastic performance with uh, with a string of phenomenal saves in the uh, diving to his uh, to his left to keep out Salah, to his right to keep out um, a great a great left-footed strike by Mane and uh, a number of other good straight saves in that in that first half and in the second half it was a similar story but with but with worse finishing really with a number of tame efforts from from good positions and um yeah that proved to be not uh, put, not not putting those chances away proved to be to be really costly really um obviously the free kick was uh subsequently shown to be that the bernie scored on was subsequently shown not to be and uh, not to be the correct offside decision but you can't really see that in in real time and I don't think it's the kind of thing that that VAR looks at um and yeah, the ball there, ball into the box, dropped kindly, and um, yeah, there were three Burnley players waiting, and it was a, it was a good finish into the, uh, into the far corner. Um, so neither Pope nor, nor Allison um, got, a, got another clean sheet to add to their many, many that they've got this season. Uh, I didn't think the ref had, had a great game to be honest. I thought there was a half-hearted shout for a penalty on, on Sallow. I didn't really think it was to be honest, but. I was watching with my dad, who who thought it was nailed on. Um, I did think the Robertson one was a was a penalty. Um, did look some of the replay showed that uh, it did look like the uh, the defender got a nick on the ball, but then obviously completely took Robertson out, who would have otherwise uh, been able to get to the ball. I think because because uh, the, the the touch from the defender was so minimal, and he would have been in a in a really dangerous position. It wasn't to be. Um, And uh, yeah, Alison Becker certainly got a fair bit of rough treatment from the uh, from the players at uh, at set pieces, and the referees seemed happy to let every single one of them them go. But we've got to look to ourselves, and uh, if better finishing, and we'd have absolutely tonked them, but wasn't to be.
2: You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.